You did it. You made your luck check. It's the No Class Podcast. With your host, Eddie. And Matt. How have you been, Matt? I've been fantastic. Stupendous. All right. Top of the show. Any long con news you want to talk about? Absolutely. We are so blessed. You know, it's this has been a dumpster fire every year. Um, and, uh, but, and it seemed like there was no enthusiasm at all. But as of recently, some people have gotten a, a little bit of that fire in their bellies. And there's a, a little bit of, I'd like to call it building excitement. It's building for the long con in November. I can feel it all the way over here. I know. You know, I've been talking with uh, Matt Rogers, uh, Adrian Compton, Jonathan Thompson, uh, some other individuals about you know, running games and playing games and, and getting together vendors, Ben Burns, uh, David Donahue, you know, uh, a number of others, you know, and, and I'm just really tickled because, you know, their interest uh, uh, has helped put that, reignite the flame. Good, because I've actually been a little down about it. What? No. Just d- completely down and depressed, oh. unable to console myself, I know. crying myself to sleep at night. I know, I know. It's been awful. Yeah, tears on your pillow. Anyway, so, but that's it. I mean, things are in place, and we're excited as much as you can be in the time of the COVID. All right, time for your pop culture moments. Uh Uh-oh. How about books and comics? What you got? No comics. You, sir? Oh, I got a shite ton of them. Oh, my. Because it's been a minute. It has been our last podcast. You can blame me for that. So you got nothing for that? For comics. Before I start rambling? Please get to rambling. All right. On the last podcast, I think I talked about watching Fury Road again. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that prompted me to go back and look at the Fury Road comics. Oh, yeah. So they came out with, I think, four different kind of one-off comics. There's one based around Furiosa, one based around Max. Like, how did he get... What's that girl that's been haunting him and his, that he's having the visions of? Oh, yeah. So it explains that. The one with Furiosa, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, but I will tell you, you kind of wonder in the movie, how did Furiosa get anything to do with the brides, right? Yeah. And even like things like, how'd you lose her arm? Yeah. So the reason that she had to, that she got to know the brides was because Rictus, the big brawling, burly son, mm-hmm. was getting frisky. Uh-huh. So he had gone into the room, the wives' chamber or whatever, with his dad one time, and he's like, "I want one of the pretties." Mm-hmm. So at Morton Joe is like, "Yeah, that's not going to happen." So he had to put a guard on him. Uh-huh. Who did he choose? Furiosa. She doesn't have a pee pee. Yeah. So oh, that's yeah. how that came about. They got to know each other, and that's as much of a spoiler as I'll give you on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an Immortan Joe prequel. Oh, wow. Where it's like, how did he uh, rise to power in the Citadel? It's the story of him and the bullet farmer, and do you remember the other guy off the top of your head? Yeah, I, it, it's not me. coming to me but either. Yeah, there was the bullet Gas farmer. Town. Oh. For the guzzoline, is that what it was? Gas yeah, Town? Gas Town. Yeah, I mean, that's killing me. So anyway, it talks about... Uh, Joe and the bullet farmer and the head of the gas town. Mm-hmm. How did they hook up? There's a lot of, did you want to know every little thing? We're going to go ahead and tell you every little thing. Sometimes that can be an issue, but overall, these are really good. If you enjoyed Fury Road, this might be all the 
additional Fury Road stuff you're going to get. But actually, I think they said the Furiosa movie is still going forward. Yeah, just as like so many things have been put on hold or hiatus or whatever. But Fury Road Comics, if you like the movie, oh, and check out the game too. Why not? Yeah. Uh, more comics, more comics. Transformers 84, Secrets and Lies. Mm. So if you're like me, you're a fan of Transformers, especially the old school Generation 1 stuff. Mm-hmm. They had a Marvel comic back in 84 that lasted for just years. This one goes back with the original writer and explains some of the behind the scenes stuff that you didn't get to see before. Hmm. Like I think everybody heard or knows kind of the origin story of the Transformers, how Optimus Prime was going through the minefield or the asteroid field Mm -hmm. and the Decepticons attack him. They're getting overrun. So he crashes it into a planet. Mm Kind of that's the only thing he could do is take them with him. Mm-hmm. Well, in this one, he reveals that that was the plan all along. He wasn't actually out there to blast no asteroids away from Cybertron. That was a lure, a ruse, if you will, mm-hmm. to get all the high-powered Decepticons there and then crash the damn ship, taking him out and all of them. Wow. So it's kind of like layers on layers. And the comics were a lot different than the cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot more in common with, like, X-Men. Oh, wow. They're not... The big heroes, people hate them and fear them. Mm-hmm. So, misunderstood. Another another little piece for you, Vampire Hunter D. Mm. I found a really cool Vampire Hunter D comic. It's called Message from Mars. I base my post-apocalyptic world on Vampire Hunter D. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's got super tech. So there's like outposts on the moon. There's outposts on Mars. Mm-hmm. So he gets a message from Mars that it's been overrun by vampires. Oh wow. So he goes to check it out. This came out, uh, I want to say, two or three years ago. And this is the first I ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. Since then, they have not made another one. They have not continued it. I think it's supposed to be like a four-part limited series. It's freaking fantastic. The first issue, you're just like, this is great. I can hardly wait for the next issue. It's all kinds of tied up in copyright issues and funding and blah, blah, blah. So it is fantastic. The downside is when and if are we ever going to get another one? You get kind of George R. R. Yeah. So it's great. If you haven't been introduced to Vampire Hunter D at all, I would definitely recommend checking that out. It's action-packed. Really, really great. And the story it's based off of is like Message from Cecil. So I guess I can go back and read the story and find out what happens. But Mm. it's got really, really good art. So it's the total package. Highly Mm. recommend it to you. All right, how about some TVs, movies, etc.? Um, still watching uh, the old um, Thunder the Barbarian. You know, dun, I've dun, got boom, the. Boom, 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 that's boom. right. I've got the, the 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 collection. You know, and uh, I've been watching that some to kind of keep that fire stoked. Um, did you know? First of all, recently, uh, you know, the the guys who did it were Ruby Spears. Mm-hmm. Well, Ruby just died recently. Yep. And then, but also an interesting thing, I always thought as a kid, you know, there's things that I like that maybe the mass pop culture didn't necessarily enjoy. But I remember like Thunder only had like, what, two seasons or something mm-hmm. that went away. But I thought, as a kid, I thought this is the best thing ever. And I knew a lot of other kids that liked it. So I was like, whatever happened? Well, doing some research, turns out that uh, uh, Marshall, uh, 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 Penny Marshall's dad, what's the, mm-hmm. I can't think of his name right now, but you know, he, was, he did Fonzie. And you figure even in, even the Fonzie was getting to be kind of long in the tooth and all that stuff. Even there was Johnny Loves Chachi and there were some other spinoffs or whatever. Well, he had such power and influence. He muscled up on ABC and said, 
I want that slot to do like a Fonzie cartoon or something. Oh, yeah. I remember the Happy Days cartoon. Yeah. And it like flopped horribly. It was high it, Happy Days in the Time Machine. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. And so, it was. So that's what they got rid of. Now, according to my research, oh. it said that they didn't have the ratings either. Hmm. So you love it and I love it. Yeah. But from what I saw, it didn't have the D&D cartoon ratings yeah. where it was like, Nah, you can't have another one, but D&D, I think they always had the ratings. I yeah. also found out in my research, I don't know if you came across this, but I guess it ran in like 83 or something, and then yeah. it ran again in like 86. Mm-hmm. It had two separate runs where they brought it back, and I think I might have actually caught it in the later run. Right, where I saw it in the early run, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I love that. I remember me and Gary, shoot, after an episode would go off, I'd be like calling him like, where did you see that? And he'd be like, oh, yeah, man, you know. So, yeah, but... So I've been rewatching that, um, and then you know, as far as movies or TV or whatever, um, the first time I guess when the boys were out, I watched it on my <laughs> own. Yeah, but I watched that. I'm rewatching it with Steph hmm. to get her ready for the. I'm going to want to watch you know season two, and so it's funny. I the first time around, I didn't try to sell it on her. Didn't know if she'd like it, but she's like, "Oh no, I really like this. She's enjoying it so far." So. With that said, have you watched any of the new season? I'm, I'm going to watch it with her, so no. I have. I know. I've watched the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. And I won't give you any spoilers, but there's nothing. Let me go back and add this to you. Amazon has decided they'd put out three episodes in a lump, and then after that, you get one every Friday until like 9 October or something like that. So it's spread out over a month, month and a half. I hate that. Hey, I don't like that either. So I'm kind of like, eh, maybe I'll wait and watch it all together in one dump because mm-hmm. I'm not encouraging this behavior. Mm-hmm. So the first three, if you're a fan from season one, I can tell you the first three are good. Good. They wrap up some stuff from last season, a couple of the questions, but there's nothing that's really earth shattering to where it's like, ah, oh, crap, I got to see that right now. Yeah. But on the flip side, the internet is full of spoilers. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of damned if you do and, and damned if you spoilers. don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I try to dodge that sort of thing. Um, that's like years ago when Steph and I first got Hulu, we watched that um, thing that Hulu made off a of Stephen King story about like going back to try to save JFK, time traveling, mm-hmm. James Franco. It was good. But what was aggravating was they did it like a traditional serial television show. We had to wait every Monday to see the next one. I despise it. I'm like, this is the 21st century. We have streaming. You've got them on the can. Put them out there. If I want to uh, binge, let me binge. Well, in a way, I can see their point because it keeps you talking about it longer. Well, sure. That so if it makes them. the show more popular, I get it. Oh, and they've already been renewed for a third season. Oh, yeah. I can believe so, that. So, hooray for that because I want to keep it going. But... At a time right now where we're kind of entertainment starved, yeah, put it out there, man. Yeah, but I'm somebody that'll binge it and then kind of regret binging it. So I don't know. Well, me and Steph, luckily, like when like when we were watching a new season of whatever would come out, and it'd be that 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 dump, you know, that glut. We'll watch one or two per night, but still, if something's like traditional TV shows that are that used to at least have, you know, 16, 20 episodes, it's going to take you a while. We might miss a night or whatever. There might be a rainy Saturday that we're not going to go visit anybody or do anything. And yeah, we might burn through, say, five of them. But we're not going to sit there and like do a 24-hour marathon and bend something all in one sitting. I mean, what so. are you trying to say? You have a problem, sir. You should get help. Well, it's only like 10 episodes, so usually it'll be maybe a couple of days. I'm trying, what was the series I heard was only going to be eight? I don't know. Anyway. A lot of them now. 
Because they're getting to where they do that too, where it's like this season is it's just so short. Yeah. Because that blows my mind when like we get into a TV show, which is rare anymore because most everything on traditional TV is crap. But at least there's like, holy, wow, this is like the good old days. It's like, what, 30 episodes? Oh, boy, we can really tie up some time, you know, with this, you know. But so my report to you is The Boys, season two, so far so good. I've heard it only gets better oh, good. off those first three episodes, too. So I'm like, all right. That's a good sign. Oh, here's one that I tried to get my wife into a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. I've got to say, Cobra Kai is freaking fantastic. Really? And I'm not a Karate Kid fan. No. But that might help. Yeah. And maybe that's the... If you're a diehard Karate Kid fan, this might be for you. You might hate it. It's like, my childhood. Yeah. But I'm not a big fan of it, so really great show. Fantastic. Two seasons. That's probably like 12 episodes a season. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, 30 minutes a piece. I tore through those. I didn't sit there and watch all of them in one watch, but mm-hmm. probably a couple of days. Wow. I was done with it, and yeah. it's really good. Highly good. recommended. Well, that's neat, because this is something that I would, being who I am, and knowing one and seeing what it is, I would never have even given a second thought, but nope, I've heard of it. me neither. But I will say, thank you for dropping on that grenade, which turned out not to be a grenade, and now, and you, dear listeners, now know it's worth checking out. Which is kind of where we started the pop culture minute here, Yeah, is this year... As everybody is kind of stuck at home Oof. and you've watched everything that you had thought about watching and you're like, give me some new stuff. Yeah, so I'm, hopefully this is new stuff to you. That's why we're doing it. Well, it's kind of like, it's funny how I used to make the comparison that game stores could kind of be like the old general store in the small town where everybody comes in and you see the old guy sitting across a barrel playing checkers and some people reading the paper nearby and they're chewing the fat about local news and different things and things interest them like, hey, have you been fishing or hunting or whatever? I grew up in a small town. Hello. But I love going to a game store and I would hang out years ago and you would get, you might, because now the internet, everything's out there, but you'd hear about, Hey, did you read that cool fantasy or sci-fi book? Or did you see that sci-fi movie or book? Or, you know, it, it, it was interesting. You could learn about, Oh, I'd never heard of that. And some people like, Hey, let me let you borrow the, the mini series or, and so it was like, nowadays there's so much information in the nerdosphere and you don't have enough time to track it all down or suss it out. I just think it's, yeah, I, I'm glad that, you know, we're helping you out. Yeah, yeah. Also, Community. I think I talked about that one last now, time. That one I've seen a long time ago, and I thought I'd recommended it to you. Did you watch the whole thing? Because you know this is me you're talking to. You know, I didn't watch the Yahoo stuff. Yeah. Because I've not, I think, think, I can't remember if I heard mixed reviews on the yeah. Yahoo stuff. So I think they had three seasons, and then Dan Harmon got the boot. Yep. And then they had the fourth season, and people were like, it wasn't that good. No. Then there was the fifth season, and when he returned victoriously, and then the sixth season, where they were on Yahoo! And people are like, Yeah. Of the five seasons or whatever that you saw, what did you think? Did you ever go, ah, it really changed. There was a good season, a bad season. I think somebody, or I'd read once again out there on the, like the, the nerdosphere that there's one season without Harmon, but I don't, I couldn't remember which one it was. And I tried to kind of look, I'll tell on myself, I really couldn't tell you for di- now at this time go, oh yeah, it was evident that it was season so-and-so where he had the boot. But I've heard the infamous story about him and Chevy Chase clashing. And instead of, running Chevy Chase off, they ran the producer, director, creator guy off. I'm top writer. I'm, uh, wait, what? You know, but anyway. So now that I've watched all six seasons with people saying four is not that good and six isn't that good, I didn't notice that much of a difference. There you go. This is not my favorite show by any means. Yeah. It was funny. It's something that's on TV. Mm-hmm. It filled the time. I like the characters. It's I like good, the stories. But yeah. it's not great to me. Yeah. And I really didn't notice a lot of difference. So if you want to watch 
all six scenes of it, I say go for it. Mm. When they come to the puppet episode, though, run as fast as you can. That was just god awful. Oh, yeah, what? Who? What's that about? Yeah, I remember that now. Yeah, but they did one where they were in GI Joe. Uh-huh. Did you see that one? Yeah. So I thought that one was funny. So sometimes mm. they do really weird off the wall stuff, and it pays off. And then sometimes, like the puppets, it flops. And and one thing that a lot of people who are probably our listeners are ilk they did a and d episode but apparently that episode is somewhat infamous or they did two D episodes oh, by the way that's right yeah yeah but you know there were a lot of the diehards who were like oh yeah our show is in primetime on tv you know hey i wonder if that segue into anything later never mind we'll see yeah. all right uh games and video games um yeah come on man creature of habit i'm still playing for honor for honor mm-hmm. i've also been playing some no man's sky again mm-hmm. matt's gonna check that out yeah we'll see how that goes i'll report back i've played that with my wife a lot it's a good two-player game there you go it's just the more players. the merrier oh you can, you can involve more players exactly oh, kinky. since we've been waiting a month to do this one yeah my bad. speaking of games that i've been revisiting mm-hmm. i revisited castlevania <laughs> symphony of the night what are the odds so that's the first one on PlayStation 1 that completely changes the style. That's where you get the Metroidvania from. That game is freaking fantastic. I've said it before, but now I can kind of, with it fresher in my mind, give it to you again. This is Texas. It's more fresher, sir. It's the most fresh. That's right. So fresh and so clean, clean. So it's got a really good uh, exploration thing. That's the key. If you Like we've talked about the four different types of gamers before. Yeah. If you're the explorer... There's just so much stuff to uncover. Now that's cool. Uh, it's very hard at the beginning. So it's one of those games that you'll be inclined to give up and go, mm-hmm. eh. But once you've got those first levels on, mm-hmm. it's another. It's one of those games, too, where you kind of become godlike. And you're like, wee! Mm-hmm. I took down the last... The end of it is two boss fights. Oh, wow. Back to back. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's a spoiler to say the very last one is with Dracula. What? In a Castlevania game. Thanks a lot, jerk. So, I smoked that guy so fast, I didn't even realize the boss fight was going on. <laughs> kind of anticlimactic, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's the final But it feels so nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, also, this time I'm playing it after Rondo of Blood. Rondo of Blood. So, that was a Japanese-only game, mm-hmm. which kind of got redone and brought over as Dracula X. But mm-hmm. playing it with Rondo of Blood and those together... It is a sequel to Rondo of Blood. It makes a lot more sense. Those characters tie in. Like the first time I played through Symphony of the Night, I didn't know who Maria was. I didn't have any idea of who uh, Richter Belmont was. With that knowledge, that made a lot more sense to the story. I enjoyed it. Fantastic game. Can't give it a high enough rating. Just a wonderful way to kill a lot of hours. Because this one has a reward for completion. Oh. You can get the bad ending and the good ending and the wee super great ending. Oh, cool. That sounds kind of like Dark Souls. Yeah. So not to give anything away with that because it's a completion percentage. And even that could be a spoiler. So I won't spoil that for you. Okay. Thanks a lot. Hey, someday you'll be able to play it. You'll love it. I'll love it. I'm sure. All right. With that. I think that's it for all of our pop culture ramblings, unless there was something else. Not that I can think of. Today's topic, as far as I know, is the golden age of gaming. Dun, dun, dun. Role-playing games in particular. Duh and or shpla. Yeah. All right. So, 
What do you have to say about the subject, sir? Do you think we're living in the golden age of role-playing games, or is that in a bygone era, or has yet to come to fruition? I think the most interesting part of that is, is it yet to come to fruition? Yeah. Will the future hold even more, even more gaming goodness? I don't think it will. Yeah. Well, you've, for the longest time, and I don't you know, want me sharing this, but a lot of times you're like, it's a bubble. We're on the bubble. It's going to yeah. pop, you know? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Positive. Think how many think how many different pub publishers are out there right now. Oh, yeah. Think how many different conventions are out there right now. Think how many stupid podcasts are out there right now. The case in point. Yeah, this one for sure. Yeah. It's P-P-U. one too many. That's when you knew. Yeah. Oversaturation. Yeah. And that you usually reach that leads point. to people, where people get overstimulated, um, so to speak. Or, yeah, there has to be a response. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I have a hard time arguing with that, but I try to be optimistic. Why? Well, because someone has to. Why? I don't know. All right, then. But. Be a realist. Live here in the real world with us. No, thank you. That's why I play fantasy games and whatnot. Mostly post-apocalyptic, because that's where we're headed. Oh, wait, that's not being positive. It's not, really. You're kind of a downer. What are your plans for the fall? You mean the fall of mankind? Well, anyway. Um, But anyway, yeah. But it's interesting. I figure if you ask some of the grognards, and I... Should I consider me and I guess you grognards, but definitely me. But it's like they'd go, ah, golden era was, you know, uh, you know, uh, BX, the Well, the, the question late is, 80s, early how 70s. do you find the golden age? And see, that's it. What makes the golden age the golden age? And that's what I think we, we touched on before when we were talk, coming up with this topic is that I think it's like a lot of things, it's all about perception, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. It's like anything. What were the golden years of your life? You know, people pining back to their high school when they were the quarterback of the high school football team or whatever, or they were the head cheerleader. They they peaked in high school. Exactly. And that was their golden years. Sure. But high school wasn't my golden years for sure. I'm living in my golden years. I was going to say, I've got my favoriteest wife and, you know, my happiest marriage. um, And... I've got, I make the most money I've ever made at the job I love more than probably anything I've done as a nurse. So, yeah, I mean, case in point, if you're talking about that, yeah, golden years, man. You know, so anyway. So, yeah, talking about gaming is, you know, I have very fond, nostalgic memories of gaming as a youngster. So, as far as gaming goes, um, you know, it's talking about kind of like as a thing in pop culture, maybe. So, RPGs have always lurked around the edges of pop culture, Um you can see D&D being played in the movie E.T. way back in, I think that was 82. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon in 83, uh, which we were talking about earlier. Ratings, it had really good ratings, very popular. And the 90s had a Vampire the Masquerade TV show, which, not D&D, but still it's, you know, gaming. Whatever. The Kindred, the Embra- Kindred, the Embraced. I love that show, and they, so does my wife. Yeah, see, there you go. I mean, it was a really cool show, but wasn't it, it was kind of a fringe thing, like I mean, almost a cult thing, which is said, it was pretty good. It, but it's always been kind of reasonably, you know, niche, though. Um RBGs are much more mainstream today because of ease of exposure. Streams, podcasts uh, have made them much more accessible. And nerds are cool now. Yeah, exactly. The general geekification of pop culture has helped spread the idea it's hip to be square. Um, so, but here's the thing is D&D was on its way in the 80s. When I say on its way, it was swelling in popularity, becoming you know more mainstream. But Patricia Pulling, which we talked about before. Are you uh, pulling my leg? I am. She was bothered about D&D. Her organization was called Bad. Bad. Da, 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 da. And the satanic panic they and others fomented truly slowed things down. And if you'd like to learn more about the satanic panic, please check out episode six of this fine podcast. I thought it was seven. 
please check out episode six or seven of this fine <laughs> podcast. But you know, it, one of the first ten. Yeah, it really is one of our better ones. Very interesting, very informative. Um, I'd actually argue that we are currently in the golden age of RPGs. We'll do it then. Argue it. Okay. Make that case. I will. It's now acceptable. It's now much more mainstream. There's a vast amount of RPGs for any game type. RPG celebrities exist and make careers out of running games. There are professional game masters, and anyone can go about publishing their own RPGs online. All right, hold on to that list. Are you still got more? A little bit. Look at the mind-blowing number and varieties of games ex- uh, ex- available on DriveThruRPG, for example, which you just mentioned a minute ago. So, yeah. Okay. So, this is where I get to poop all over that and be a grumpy old man. <laughs> Mr. Positive Strikes Again. All right. So, what's the first point? That's why I said hold on to that list. You're killing me. Um, Smalls. Um, yeah, as I said, it's, I'd actually argue we're currently in the golden age. It's now acceptable, much more than it used to be. You're, you're, oh, okay. No. So, it, yeah, who cares about acceptable? This is true because we didn't care about it back in the 80s yeah. or whatever. Do yeah. I need your permission? I need your, yeah. No. And how many people are freaking hipsters now playing D&D? Yeah, no shit. I don't, yeah, yeah. Grumpy old man, yeah. grumps on the podcast, but that's what you're here to listen to. <laughs> if it was just all agreeable, it would be boring, right? Amen. So, yeah, who cares about acceptance? It, being a dude that loves heavy metal and all kinds of stuff that's not accepted by the mainstream, it's not the mainstream, man. Oh, yeah, we were definitely outsiders, you know. It doesn't make me dislike it that it's getting pop culture acceptance, but that is not a selling point to me either. Yeah, it's like, well, now it's accepted. You don't have to hide. I wasn't hiding before, buddy. Oh, yeah. No. And I don't think... Somebody could make this case, but luckily you didn't, and go, it's more inclusive now. Now anyone can play, and that's so much better than the golden age of gaming that you might say okay. was the 80s or whatever, and I'll say it was always inclusive as far as I was concerned, as far mm-hmm. as you're concerned, right, Matt? You, you know this is something that he put my, his thumb on me about. We don't want to get into this because it's a hot-button issue for me, but depend on who you were playing with, but that's a person. It's not the game. The game of D&D has always been inclusive. Man, if I heard somebody at the grocery store, the corner of my ear going, yeah, we were playing D&D, I would whip around and and go, you play D&D? Oh, my God. I don't care if they were green, brown, purple, male, female, trans, you know, gendered, whatever. I was like, holy shit, someone who plays D&D, come to my house, let's play D&D. So kiss my ass. D&D has always been inclusive. All right, so. Yeah. We made I made the little point for inclusive, but acceptance I don't care. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. Um, I said it's more mainstream. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing too. Yeah, I don't need it to be mainstream. Shades of the other thing. Um, there are a vast amount of RPGs for any game type. Like if you want to play supers and you don't like one system, there are a hundred other systems for playing supers, and that's and, just one genre. And kind of the problem with that is is like, but there's so much more music out now. Yeah. yeah well, how much of it is crap? crap. You oh, didn't sure. necessarily give me, you didn't say the quality has gone up a million mm. times. The quantity out there has gone up a million times. Well, but it's kind of like if you throw a, a dart a thousand times, that's more times you're going to hit the bullseye. You know what I mean? Kind of. Yeah, but you're the one getting hit with that dart some of the times. You know what I mean? <laughs> this is true. No, that's a good analogy. I like that point counterpoint. Because I mean, anybody with a word, pro- with the ability to do word processing can put out their own crap now. Oh, yeah. And. We are or will be examples of that. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure there's somebody out there that will hate everything that we do. Sure. I and would there's hope people so. out there that I probably would hate everything that they write where I'm like, Bleh. Yeah. So just because there's more of it. It means better. This food is awful, but at least it's generous portions. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> 
You are a grumpy fart. Give me another one. <laughs> um, We're fired up today. That's right. Uh, and see, you thought this one. He thought this. See, Mr. Naser, he thought this was going to be a dull topic. I'm having fun. RPG celebrities exist. I hate that too. <laughs> I hate you, RPG Sorry celebrities. Sorry if I just uh, deafened y'all. You know, I tried to be that guy, but yeah, I'm kind of like, eh. Get in here. Too. Yeah. And but, see, this yeah. is not... This is not like, you're so down. You're such a negative person. Yeah. Like Matt was going off on earlier, this this is my golden time too. Mm. I have a beautiful, wonderful life. Yeah. I have awesome games that I get to play. I have awesome shows that I get to watch. But yeah. certain things, I don't like everything. Who likes everything? Yeah. Right? Right. And that's it's, I think it's a lot more interesting to critique some of this stuff and yeah. go, it sucks. Yeah. But as far as gaming celebrities... Who cares? Yeah. And this is where my communist comes out. <laughs> and I say we should all be equal around the table, comrade. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. there's people that go too far with it. Right, right. I don't mind like a professional GM. Uh-huh. If you can make a living off of it. I'm happy for that. That's awesome. Yeah, you're that's living the, the dream. That's the crap we dream about as kids. And people go, you're crazy. Like yeah. Brendan. Yeah. He's kind of a celebrity. He's not. That's not what I would. Because no. he's not a celebrity who's playing D&D or role-playing games. He's a, he's a role-playing gaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which is a little bit different to me. Absolutely. And he's, he's in a way a professional GMing. Oh yeah. That he's getting paid to run out there and he, he works run for games. games to run games for them. He's a he's a professional game master. So yeah. I love it. Good yeah. on him. Yeah. But I don't know. It, almost in a way, there's certain celebrities where it's like, did you really do this, or was this your last gasp? It's like, well, I couldn't land a show and I couldn't do this, but I could do a podcast about D and D, or I can do a not critical role. I'm not calling you critters out, but there's other ones like that where it's like, here's my live play. Yeah. And it's like, well, and it's a lot of this, like riding the coattails, like, look what that Matt Mercer guy did. Maybe I can get a little piece of that action. And I guess, I mean, if you make it work more power on you, but you're not even, you're not an innovator, you know, or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But and anyway. uh, look at your boy, Wesley Crusher. I want oh, to crush up. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but I, I, fan of old boy but anyway yeah. well, what else was he doing exactly if it wasn't for that he would be uh, collecting food stamps somewhere so I mean you know I'm not hating but yeah. I'm yeah. not that person that's fallen in line either exactly and like I said back to my communist nature here mm-hmm. I think we're all the same at the table yeah. I don't want to put somebody above me oh no you I'm... can be a better GM yeah. you can be a better player but you're not better than anybody when you sit yeah. down at the table the GM huh. is not better than the players yeah. and now, a celebrity GM kind of leads to that where I'm somebody and you're not. Yeah. And that's one of those things to where like the first time at NTRPG, somebody used their golden ticket that they could use to sit on any game, use that ticket to sit on Eddie's game. He was astonished. He was humbled. He was like, are, are you sure? I mean, you know, so like I'm, I'm very, very fine. You're not just blowing smoke up y'all's Heine's dear listener. I mean, yeah, he's Eddie, Eddie, Eddie uh, practices what he preaches. Walk the walk. He walks the walk. We're all equal. Yeah. So no, that's for sure. And that's me. I just don't have enough sense to uh, uh, to be uh, what like to get. I don't know. To, the, what the funny thing like me, I've talked about before. I don't think we were talking on the podcast, but we might have. And that like I've never been intimidated about playing with people. Like oh, we're playing with so and so. I'm like he's just a guy, you know, whatever. And a lot of these, I hate to say, it, some of these people are like he was there at the dawn of role playing. Yeah, but he runs a pretty shitty game, you know. Yeah, we talked and, about and that, and so, I feel bad for those guys. Really and you've really got to yeah. think that even see this is how much I know the crit row is at Matt Mercer. Yeah. 
He's always under the pressure. Yeah, think about it because he's a, he's Matt Mercer. Well, your stuff must be golden and perfect every time. And I mean, that, I would hate to be under that. But me, on the other hand, like when Eddie said, man, you're going to be running a game and somebody who's supposed to be somebody in gaming is going to be at my table. And are you intimidating? I'm like, no. And it's not that I'm egotistical, but I'm like, I've been doing this stuff for, Jesus what now 40 something years and uh i'm i'm not the best gym ever but if my cup i'm gonna run my game if you like it great if you don't there's a million people running games i don't get butthurt about that sort but of thing, like a know. gaming celebrity to me is sandy peterson oh sure i mean yeah he wrote call of cthulhu he was there in the early days so hey, if i had to run a game with him in it i'd be like shit and, and this we, means something. Yeah, this is the country. And what's funny, thing, I would be so enthused, and I would definitely try to bring my A game, but I'm, I'm being completely honest again. But I, not I would that be you're nervous. Would I you would, be more nervous to run for Sandy P or I, to run for, like, Matt Mercer? You know what? No, I, I honestly... You just don't I mean, get nervous. It wouldn't affect you either way. But, I mean... Whose opinion do you care more about? Well, Sandy Peterson's. There you go. And that's me. But, but and it's kind of like, I mean, this is a whole, a side note, but I'll just tell you about me growing up. There were people that when I look back, like, man, I should have been scared poopless, but there's people that everybody else was scared of that I would, but I, you know, and you can, and luckily I never got the crap kicked out of me, but I was just not someone who's easily uh, intimidated. I'll put it that way in general. Maybe I don't have that. My, that, that part of my brain's been damaged. Me blows the head mm. or something. But anyway. a lot of this is starting to add up. <laughs> All right. Like, anyway, yeah. Give me yeah. another one. To we went apart. off on a, on a tangent. Sorry there. That never happens. Um, <laughs> Pull these clay pigeons and yeah, let me shoot go. another yeah. one down. Um, so we talked about RPG celebrities exist and make careers out of running games. And as you said, you don't mind somebody who can make a buck running a D&D game. That's phenomenal. Um, there are professional game masters, again, that. And anyone anyone can go about publishing their own RPG Well, as online. Well, as you said, we already touched on that, that that's not necessarily <laughs> maybe the best thing. Um, and I said, look at the mind-blowing number of variety, number and variety of games available on DriveThruRPG, for example. You know. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with having a variety. Sure. But, man, the further you drill down, the less likely you are to get a game, too. I'm not saying everybody has to play D&D, but if you're doing... Cthulhu in space with Star Wars rules yeah. with only Middle Earth characters. You just lose more and more and more people. Yeah. And it's really a shame because what what thing is this guy may have what is a groundbreaking idea, a brilliant game master, but you're just going to lose certain people, especially in this day and age, um, that are going to go, whoa, that's just, that's too much. You know, yeah. How are you ever going to get a table together to actually play it? Yeah. Um, and that's, I think we have touched on that before, but that's one of those sad things is that I really do believe people were more open to trying something new back in the day than nowadays. Back when? Back in the good old days. What? Yeah. In the golden age of gaming? The golden age of gaming? No, I'm not saying that was the golden age because of that, but I but will say. But you do make a good point. No. That I mean, I, maybe people were more open to playing something other, but that's where you go into like how big is the gaming bubble right now mm -hmm. and how many people are in the gaming community and yeah. how many of them are like well i only know D D, and that's the only game that yeah. exists and i've never even heard of another one and that's all that i'll ever play but you know i mean i'm always touting you know why cons are great and one of the things is there are people that were like staunchly like oh i'm gonna play in dds all oh, i want to play in D, and they get to a con and then they for whatever reason branched out and tried that other game and man more times than not they're like oh wow this is great and they want to think well this must be the best game system ever is why i loved it and it's like it's not so much about the games it might have been the quality of the game master the adventure that he or she was running um you know or whatever but then but also it just goes to show you that 
these systems are just ways to impart the story to you as a player where you can meaningfully interact with it. They're just a mechanism. And some are better than others. But, I mean, ultimately, don't get caught up in all that. Just if that's a, if that's a good game, master or mistress, uh, you know, it's a good story and you're involved and you're excited about your character, you know, the, the, the onus, the, a lot of the work is on the game master to to learn this other system. Most times it's just like, I swing my sword, I cast my spell. Okay, roll a dice. I mean, you know, it's it's not like, oh, God, I got to learn this whole new system. No, you don't. The GM does, but you don't necessarily. Just tell them what you want to do, and they'll tell you what dice to roll or whatever, you know? Anyway, that's a whole other uh, podcast. But anyway, yeah, so what else would you add, sir, to the topic? Or anything else you have to say? Last statements. Wow. Closing arguments. Wrap it up. Yeah, wrap, wrap it, it up, up We've been at this for a while. No, we haven't. No, I'm joking, but anyway. <laughs> but when is the golden age then? No, we no. need to we need to at least resolve our question. Well, but we can agree to disagree. But it's just I, yeah, you know, like I said, I think right now probably if if you're gonna you've completely invalidated them, but if you but if you're gonna validate what I said, nope. then I make the argument that this is the golden age. So you're saying it's not. So we, so is it era yet to come or was it the past? The best time uh-huh. is now, and the best place is here. So what I'm telling you is the golden era is whenever you want it to be. Wow. Blew your mind. Blew my mind. You did. Because somebody that played in the 80s. like going to have you, that nostalgia. Is going to have that nostalgia. It's kind of mm-hmm. like your first girlfriend or your first car or one of those things. It's the first never going to be as good again <laughs> in certain things. You're yeah. always kind of chasing that. Yeah, yeah. Because I would submit to you that if I pinned you down for your golden age, you would say "Living Greyhawk" three point five. No, not necessarily. But that's don't get me wrong. I talk about that a lot. A lot, folks. Yeah, no, I have a lot of great gaming memories there. I made met a lot of good gaming friends. Some of them rest their soul. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, you know, maybe who knows? Maybe. When I was would. the best campaign you were ever in? Yeah. Okay. So I'd live in Greyhawk campaign. Yeah. Bam. But Gary Pace. Ransom- Closed. Gary wrote, ran some great campaigns. Well, that would be the next one. See, Gary ran a, a DCC campaign that literally people cheered and wept when an NPC freaking we thought he was dead and left a non-player character. Oh, NPC. NPC. Sorry. When we thought he had been dead, p- girls were crying, guys were beating the table, and then when Gary goes, "Wait, I forgot this one loophole in the rules or something," you know, and he lived, the people leapt from their chairs. I mean, Gary ran a great. He's run some good campaigns. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, so all of those were bright shining moments through the years. Why have, why have I been gaming for 40 some odd years? It's those moments, you know, You're like chasing that, that high. Exactly. Thank You're chasing you. Chasing that, which you'll never get back. I, yeah, man. No, I know it's, and, and so that it segues into saying, yeah, this isn't this golden era because there's aspects of, of gaming right now that I'm not entirely enthused with. But if you just started gaming, you would love this it. is this your golden is age. Golden well, case in point, like I remember there are people I gave my 3.5 books to that had started in 3.5 and they're like, oh, thank you for these books. Oh, that's my favorite iteration of D&D. Well, because you started with it. I gave a kid my fourth edition books and he was like, I love fourth. And I went, well, you are a unique creature. But um, but the, the fact was that's because he had started with fourth, you know, where he first cut his teeth. I mean, you cut your teeth first on second edition. What's one of your favorite iterations of D&D? Second first. Edition? Yeah, whatever wise ass but anyway but no that's like me i still have a great deal of fondness for first edition because that's where i cut my teeth but first edition yeah yeah it's got its shortcomings sure well really i'm to the point where it's like roll a dice is it a high number okay that's good what you wanted to happen is happening and that goes back to what i said a minute ago about the system is just a medium for 
I mean, this man ran DCC for a year and it never broke the book open. <laughs> That's because after a while, you can see the Matrix. Yeah. You don't need it anymore. No, if you've been doing this stuff long enough, yeah. It's kind of like, oh, I can adjust this adventure on the fly. Right. Yeah. I've done that. I, yeah, you remember, I ran um, oh, Bone Hill in fifth, and I was just, had the old module in front of me and just changed things up on the fly or whatever. I mean, and this is not because we're super geniuses, but if you've got any, Definitely not. a certain degree of, when you've been doing this for a little while, that Experience. kind of stuff becomes easy. Thank you. Yeah. So anyway, and for those of you that have been doing it for a long, you know what we're talking about. You're like, yeah, duh. You know. So anyway. Yep. All right. Once again, I have won the conversation, I think. <laughs> Nobody likes you. That's fine. I don't care. Exactly. We already established that. That's what that. makes me the real hero. Oh, yeah. A real American hero. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Last chance. Last call. Yep. That's it. All right. Oh, I think I'm out of hit points. Yeah, because I beat that <laughs> zero level character. Ah, suck I it. beat that zero level character down. Whatever. We will see you in a month or longer. <laughs> Thank you and good night. Good night.